It's unprecedented in the history of the world what's happening at the moment. Hey, Steve, how many times have you heard that word? Every time I hear it on the news, I'm like, oh, there's that word again. Whoever heard of the word self-isolation? Hashtag ISO. I reckon there's a lot of gamers in the world that are just going, what? No, New Zealand's in complete lockdown, right? You can't get takeaways in New Zealand. Bottle stores aren't open in New Zealand. I mean, if they closed bottle stores <laughs> in Australia, there would be a revolution. We are being so controlled right now. And it's what the world needs now is a couple of actors trying to work things out for you. Oh, yeah, because actors know best. Yeah, nah. What? Hello, everybody. Welcome again. Episode 26, Action Packed. Melbourne Cup Day it is in Melbourne, although I don't think anyone's going to actually see it live. And also, we're on the cusp of a very historic election in the US. Uh, more about that later uh, on another wonderful episode of Yeah, 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 Nah. What? Yeah, you celebration. <laughs> I know. That's so, sad. look. Yeah, the sun's shining here now. How is it? First thing I got to ask before we get into that other rubbish is what? How is the? How is this first week of freedom been for you? Wow, man, it's been really challenging. Actually, uh, it's yeah. quite interesting because you know I, I'm coaching people on Zoom, and so all of my clients that I've been speaking with, I've been asking them as well. You know, how are you feeling? And there's been this real trepidation to go out in the world, um, mm. particularly the first probably two, three days. I noticed even I live in Collingwood, Fitzroy, so I kind of in East Melbourne area. And so I kind of I walk a lot in the streets, uh, both in the city and in those areas as well. And I felt like there was this real potential. <laughs> so, you know, there were there were a lot of restaurants that could have been opened and then they weren't and uh, they just took their time opening, I think. Mm. You know, they didn't want to rush into it because they didn't want to be shut down immediately. Mm. Uh, and I've spoken to a few restaurant owners and they're a little bit concerned. The way it's opened up is not based on space. It's based mm. on numbers. And so, for example, you know, there's a massive big brewery here, Stomping Ground Brewery. They have a massive big warehouse and um, they're allowed 20 people inside, as, as as is my local tiny little Prince Patrick Hotel yeah. is allowed exactly the same a number of people inside. So That's know, ridiculous. And I know in New South Wales yeah. they changed it pretty quickly yeah. into the per square metre rule, which, you know, it, it just seems crazy. Yeah. And, it's, and it's not worth it for those big places exactly. to open up, it's obviously. It's not. By the time they have the staff, the electricity, you know, everything mm. it takes to run a place that massive. I mean, mm. when we opened up for our three weeks in June, July, mm. we did have a square metre rule. Um, but this time we do have a max maximum of 20 people inside. Can you imagine in a massive space? And I was speaking to the publican at Prince Patrick and he said, you know, that people are complaining about atmosphere. Now you're going mm. into this massive big warehouse and there's 20 people. But so, mm. so, so the rules are at the moment 20 inside and 40 outside. Mm. So there's now over the last, so as I mentioned, the first two or three days were a little bit, oh. Oh, people were a little bit nervous to go out. Mm. And I myself actually, I felt, quite socially anxious um there were a lot more people on the streets and you know mm. walking down the street even people have seemingly forgotten how to bloody walk on a footpath walk on mm. the left <laughs> yeah, you know right. they've forgotten that there's other people around and so you know i found myself getting quite irritated about that but yeah so so um <clears throat> this weekend there'll be some new announcements and hopefully it'll go up to 70 outdoors and 40 indoors and mm. so i think we might see a lot more venues opening up mm. it is in the last couple of days so over the weekend our weather's really good so we've we've got mm. 30 degrees today 29 mm. yesterday and so mm. you know it's seeing a lot of people wanting to get back into that outdoor dining and of course it's melbourne cup day so it's a big day mm. for melburnians anyway big social 
day eating oh, drinking. Abso- absolutely um, and it's going to be interesting how that works out because i know that there's, there's not going to be people at the track this year so that's exactly be and change. so so they're actually policing all of the parks and the beaches mm. they're, they're putting mm. up electronic signs saying you know the beach is at full capacity they're actually going to be turning people away from beaches um mm. i heard a, a policeman speaking on the radio this morning saying that you know we will be patrolling and mm. they do that normally on on melbourne mm. cup day anyway because people do meet in big groups mm. i have but, a cunning plan what they should do because social distancing doesn't apply to animals right so what they should do is dress up as horses <laughs> And you can you need two people and a horse, so you know straight away straight away you're ahead of the game. You think they'll get away with that one? No, as long as they're um, wearing a mask. <laughs> yeah, look, it's very interesting because I was just thinking about you know now that we're out of it, obviously it's how long is it going to take it to get back to where it was, and yeah. and what is going to fundamentally shift because my experience, like I love Melbourne. I mean, I live in Sydney and I'd I'd find it very hard to leave Sydney because of the weather, because of like Sydney's more of an outdoor place simply because the weather is is better more of the time. Um, We've got the beaches. Yeah. Yeah, Like it's more consistent. We don't get the real cold. Um, Melbourne's definitely not worked out for for outdoor dining, unfortunately. No. And and I think the biggest, the biggest, um, you know, um, point about melbourne that what i love about melbourne is the intimate dining and it's Mm. it's the small spaces and it's the indoor places so like you know i wonder how it's going to fundamentally shift like Mm. as as a city and you know not just physically with the amount of people that stay there but just just the the attitude um with around people because like i know i i I probably told you this a while ago that um i'd have an old schoolmate of mine who was living in New York and he worked for the Red Hot Chili Peppers doing mm. like, you know, special effects and stuff. And I, I just randomly did a, a film job with his younger sister and she was saying that he hated New York City after 9-11 because everything changed. People changed. People got nice mm. and people got friendly and polite and he liked that <laughs> attitude in New York. I mean, it sounds yeah. horrible, right? But but I totally but, hear it though. But I there was totally a fundamental understand. shift. Yeah. yeah, there was a fundamental shift. It's in, the culture, right? It's the DNA in the vibe of the, of the city. city. Yeah. 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 So it would be interesting to see. And I think, you know, obviously the outdoor side of things in the sport, I, I think is going to bounce back really strongly. Mm. Um I think, I think outdoor. I think you know, mm. Melbournians to me are really robust when it comes to outdoors, mm. and I've seen mm. that you know just before COVID. It's it's mm. interesting. Yesterday, I went past you know Fitzroy Gardens, and I've never ever seen it so busy with groups of people picnicking. Yeah, in, in the evening, and it was. Mm. I, I think we're probably going to see more of a move into social. The friend group dining rather mm. than going to restaurants. I mean, still people will still go to restaurants, don't get me mm. wrong, but now that we've had this invitation to dine together mm. without going to a, a venue, I mm. feel like that's probably going to be quite a big thing. Yeah, you know, well, I mean, for, for us here, um, uh, the one big change this week was Halloween on on Saturday, mm. um, what to do? and there was no well, there was no trick or treating. We kind of put our decorations up, but we didn't put any any lollies or anything out like we usually do, like we, we've got this crow that makes this noise that my daughter just loves and we put lollies around it. So when people grab the lollies, they get a scare, you know. And, um, but <laughs> there's, there was none of that. I know there was some, there were probably out east, but east, east, <laughs> the eastern beaches, they seem to have a different attitude about this whole thing anyway. Um, almost like it doesn't exist sometimes if you go over there. But the um, we had a party just at our neighbour's place and there was another family. So there was, you know, like, I don't know, 10, 12 of us maybe there. Um, 
And with thinking, you know, is that going to be the new way that we celebrate Halloween uh, more often? Or like now that we've done it, we're like, let's just make this a tradition, you know, like we, we may do a little loop, but we'll have like a, a dinner and a party and um, our, our neighbours, you know, he's from the States and he's big on trick-or-treating. So he oh, organised, yeah, I didn't see it, but he had this whole trick-or-treat thing going on upstairs. Um, so he'd take the kids upstairs and you'd hear these screams and <laughs> brouhaha's and all kinds of stuff. So the kids had an awesome time. So you know, I, I think they got the same amount. Um, and the other great thing out of it is that they didn't have like, you know, their body weight worth of bloody lollies yes. coming home with oh, them, which yeah. is just ridiculous the amount of candy that they get. Yeah, exactly. Um, it is it is crazy. It's so it's more about the experience than the the candy, yeah. right? It sounds yeah. like you know, your neighbors did kind of develop this opportunity for children. And that's yeah. what I remember about mm. the US because I went to the US as an exchange student. So I was mm. um, 16, 17. And I remember being blown away. People were turning their entire houses into these scary mazes. Yeah. It just blew my mind. And and back then, you know, no one really did. I'd come over from New Zealand and no one had really done Halloween in New Zealand when we we were kids. Well, I was telling my friends, we used to do Guy Fawkes. Yes, exactly. And, and, you know, about blowing stuff up. And she goes, no, but didn't you celebrate the fact that he he got, that he was killed? I go, I don't know. I didn't understand why. You don't know the story. I mean, <laughs> I mean, the story was that there was this, there was this bloke who, who went to block Parliament and he failed. Yeah. And then were we celebrating that he, he got, got executed? <laughs> I think we were celebrating. I, think so. I, I, I thought it was all about. To me, it was just about blowing shit up. It wasn't about you it know was political Guy Fawkes, stuff, wasn't it? That was. But it was name. Guy. It was yeah. Guy. We used to call it Guy Fox, obviously. Yeah. But it was. Um, we didn't know who Guy Fawkes was. It's Guy Fox, isn't it? Like yeah. a fox. No, it's Guy Fawkes. <laughs> So we celebrated that and we didn't do Halloween. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. And we had lots of pretty, I mean, I wasn't into the, the heavy, mm. um, scary crackers, but rather the pretty ones, you know, the ones yeah. that hung on the clothesline, the rotator clotheslines, yeah. and you'd spin the clothesline and you'd spin the cracker and it would be all beautiful colours all spinning around. <laughs> yeah. Two things that don't exist anymore, a rotator clothesline and, a, and mm. those fireworks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Is New Zealand still doing that? I don't even know. That would be this week, right? So that would be in two days' time. I, I'm not sure. Like, I, I know that they've banned pretty much everything now over there. So yeah. I, I don't know. Like, I used to have a mate of mine who who had a, a whole store of, of fireworks, like proper skyrockets for oh. a few years. And oh, so we'd go to the beach and, and he'd let them off on New Year's Eve. But, but, you know, this went on for about a decade after they'd stopped selling them. So, All right, know. yeah, yeah. Well, I remember I there, was a, there was a shop in the city actually that sold <clears> them after it got really strict on, you know, who yeah. could buy them. Yeah. Yeah. Very, wow. very interesting. Yeah. I don't, was that an Australian thing? I don't know if, if people did that in Australia, but we definitely, I'd say maybe with the dry climate here, it might not have been a common thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like it was always pressing down in New Zealand. So exactly. It didn't really <laughs> yeah. Um, like yeah. it, 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 it's still. It still says um, that they celebrated in New Zealand. Mm. Um, same night as Britain, Guy Fawkes, who is more 400 years old, comes from the plot of Guy Fawkes and 11 other men to block British Parliament, the gunpowder plot, and the men were included, Guy, blah, 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 et cetera. But, uh, you know, we didn't know any of that kind of kind of stuff. No. Um, but it, it was just another English tradition that we kind of followed, really. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, look, the other change, I know this is happening here, and, you know, you guys are obviously probably not ready for this yet, but, you know, in New South Wales, a lot of people are being um, encouraged to go back to work, to go mm, back to the office. Mm. Um, I, like I've, I've been to the city a few times, just, you know, my dentist is in the city and, you know, wandering around and it's nice. I mean, mm. um, 
like Pitt Street Mall was pretty busy the other week and Westfield was okay, but it wasn't like heaving. Yeah. Um, so, and you can see like plenty of for sale and for lease places because right. it's all the food yeah. places, it's the coffee places. Yeah. It's, it's the places that rely on, on the, the nine to five workers exactly. that, are, that are going bad. Yeah. And, and I'm just wondering how many people are going to go, yeah, no, nah, I think I'll just, I'll work from here. Mm. Um, mm. I was talking to a, you know, our neighbor and he travels a lot for his work and they do this big convention and they, they did it on Zoom this year. And now they're going, you know what, instead of getting everyone all from all over the world traveling, we're just going to do this remotely again next year mm. because it saved them like a shit ton of oh, money. I imagine, yeah, exactly. And, that, and that I was, think that's that, that, benefit, yeah. that. Well, well, there, there's so many things that have happened now that, that everyone's going, well, why don't we just keep doing this? Because look how much money we've saved. And we're essentially, and see, to me, it's about the experience. Like I, I do this thing on Patreon, which is, you know, I do, you know, like there's autographs or there's, I do Zoom calls with like fans of the Hobbit movie, et cetera, et cetera. And all that kind of stuff we used to do at conventions. And I haven't really done them anyway, because it's, it's a long time for me to go away. But um, <clears throat> it's all about recreating the experience and like what do we need to get done mm. um what's going to work and what don't we need and when you look at all these people traveling and all the the amount of air travel um mm. required yeah. it's just like well i don't think they have to do it and you know you have to think some of these airlines that have bought all these new planes and you know they've introduced all these new routes i mean how much is going to permanently disappear mm. where people realize they don't actually have to get in a in a tin box exactly. for, for 20 hours sky, yeah. to fulfill what they need to fulfill from their work situation. Yeah, that's very true. And, and you know, yeah. I used to travel from Gold Coast to mm. Melbourne for work yeah. and I've done that for the last five years and, you know, mm. quite often I'd try and go on a Tuesday so I missed them. the 6 a.m. Yeah. Monday morning traffic on yeah. flights was horrendous. Mm. It was all businessmen. Yeah. And I say yeah. men because it was primarily men yeah. and they would be literally jumping on a plane and traveling yeah. to Melbourne for the week, mm. uh, which is what I was doing. But that yeah. definitely will not be required yeah. anymore. And and uh, the way that I used to conduct my business was I would say, okay, I'll only come into the office if I'm needed face-to-face. Yeah. And, and, you know, it was quite often that I was because I was coaching and training, so I needed to be mm. face-to-face. But even in mm. that, you know, so much can be done on Zoom and Microsoft Teams now, you know. Um, there's one of the parents from our school. Um, he was travelling regularly from Sydney to Melbourne for his mm-hmm. job. I said, how's the job now? He goes, well, I guess you don't have to travel. And he goes, well, yeah. But he said, I actually really enjoyed the job. Yeah. He said, um, yeah. "He said now I could, do the, I, I could have done that job here, I would have preferred that job. I, I said, the job I'm doing now based in Sydney, I don't like as much. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I could have kept that same job and not travelled, you know. So yep. he, he's a bit shitted off about it. But, and, you know, you know some people like that commute as well, right? Because, yeah. it's, and, yeah. you know, for a lot of people it's status too, you know. It's like, I, you know, I am, I travel for work. You know, it's it's a real, It's it was a real man's club actually. It's yeah. quite interesting sitting in the, in the Virgin Lounge on a Monday morning, you know, it's, mm. Uh, yeah, there's definitely a lot of status attached to that. So, you know, he's lost a part of that too. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, there, a lot of things will be changing. I, I'm coaching a, a couple of pilots actually at the moment right. um, from Qantas and um, it's really intriguing. And actually I saw a documentary mm. this week on mm. it as well. You know, some a lot of these, quite a lot, a few of these Qantas pilots are now mm. actually driving buses mm. and, um, you know, talking to them about, the responsibility of flying a plane as opposed to the responsibility of driving a bus 
it's still mm. pretty much the same. <laughs> you know, you're still carrying people and you're still responsible for, you know, getting one, people from one destination to another. In mm. a bus, there's probably more distractions. <laughs> Did they still give <laughs> those nonchalant sort of introductions? You know, hello, welcome to the show. <laughs> We've been making about 20 stops along the way. Um, I'm the driver and uh, oh, we we'll taking you all the way. Have a good flight. Um, the, the, you won't get any snacks with this bus. There is no crew. So sit back, relax, <laughs> and enjoy the bus ride. Oh, I love it. Pull the bell when you want to stop. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I love that. So, so, But it's really interesting because when I'm talking to these pilots, they're saying, you know, my life is flying. That's my yeah. life. You know, I've worked all my life to be a pilot. And mm. as soon as they ring the bell, I'm back mm. flying. Mm. So, you know, what they're looking for now, the temporary work that they're looking for, they want to be committed to the work that they're doing, mm. but they want to be flexible enough that if they get the call up, uh, even one client, is he just flies in the weekends. He was flying for Jetstar and he only flew like, two days a week. So he's mm. now looking for a job that he can work, you know, flexibly during the week and then fly in the weekends. So, yeah. wow, pilots are actually having to do that <laughs> mm. fly in the, during the uh, week, just in the weekends. But, yeah, mm. so, so it's even they are saying, you know, I don't know when we'll be back. We don't mm. know. You know, they've, they've taken an entire fleet of planes to the Nevada desert in the U.S. <clears> to <throat> retire them because, <clears throat> and this one guy was saying, you know, I, I went to the, to the yard, to the plane yard, mm. and we've got this whole cohort of our own planes. And then you look up and mm. you see miles and miles of planes. Mm. And, you know, you just, it's just mm. you comprehend then the, the massive impact of not, I mean, those planes aren't only there just mm. because of COVID, but you know they are. They take, get taken there to retire, but mm. you know COVID has forced so many into this graveyard of planes. Mm. It's just horrendous. Well, it's going to be interesting in Australia what happens because, <clears throat> you know, um, Bain Capital took over Virgin and said, "Oh, we're going to keep it all the same. We're going to do this. We're going to do that," and they basically just lied. <clears throat> Allegedly, by the sounds of it, yeah, because we won't know, uh, you know until well, you know, I, I've, I've heard they're just going to basically rip, rip the guts out of it, like they've done with many other airlines, and that's what they do. Mm. And that they've they've brought on um, someone who's I well, she was I don't know if she was Tiger or she, she was you know she was with a, a low cost carrier. This um, oh yeah, the new CEO, and you know they they think Virgin's going to be. I'll, I'll, I'll be surprised if the Virgin Lounge ever ever opened again. Yeah. I think they'll probably flick them. I, I, I think yeah. it's going to be it's going to be low cost. <laughs> Well, yes, yeah, probably going back to Qantas, I guess. Yeah, right. So I'll lose, I'll lose my platinum status. <laughs> oh, you you platinum? Huh? Oh, I'm got. I'm like I just triple, got rolled over triple platinum. <laughs> I just rolled over to gold again, um, but oh, it yeah. might mean diddly shit if I if I can't um, can't use can't, it. Well, you know, if I can't use it because the whole idea is like you use a lounge, you get a coffee, you sort of sit sit back, grab something to eat, and especially if you've got pretty shit though, to be honest. <laughs> Oh look, Compared the Virgin to New Zealand. Have you been to the yeah. New Zealand lounge in Auckland? Oh, wow, Air New Zealand's amazing. Wow, and, and actually the um, Emirates is, is incredible oh, as Emirates, well. Emirates, yeah. Yep. And so is um, Etihad. Yeah, Etihad was always absolutely. If I, if I flew long haul Etihad, which I could do for a Virgin, yeah, um, the food was incredible. But yeah, you know, it's true. like the thing is like food that you get at the airport now is so much better. Oh yeah, you can get better food. And my family doesn't eat any of the food in the lounges anyway. Yeah, um, we always want sushi, and so. <laughs> That, yeah, that's, that's, so it's, that, that, it's barely worth the investment. Yeah, yeah. Um, we, we've gone almost twenty minutes without. Um, <laughs> Wait, about before, the U- before we do, I just want to say because we haven't mentioned this yet. 
Melbourne Cup? No, I don't want to talk about that. That's okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm not really a, a, a racing fan. Uh, but anyway, uh, we've had four days of zero cases and zero deaths in a row. Wow. And can you remember we talked about um, that it would be impossible to have a rolling average of, we talked about this last week, it would be impossible yeah. to have a rolling average of five by November 20, uh, um, October 26th. Our rolling yeah. average is 1.9. I know that's it's amazing, that's insane, isn't it? So you know, yeah. give us another couple of. So we've had four donut days. I want to see what happens in this community when we have a week of donuts. <laughs> yeah, or maybe a dozen. When we get to twelve zeros, we might uh, might be a, a true. We might actually create a holiday, a public holiday in future. Yeah. It'll be donut day, donut dozen donut. day. <laughs> yeah, donut day, and and uh, you know who knows um, that you know New Zealand may open up and allow Kiwis into oh. Australia very shortly oh. <clears throat> because it's probably going to be uh, more likely that that's going to happen than Queensland lets anyone in because <laughs> Queensland, of course, they won the election. And, look, I don't know if it's just them, you know, they don't want to look stupid by opening straight after the election. Otherwise, people will think it's political, oh, but it's political. God. Um, I want to go and see my daughter. Open the border. I know, and, and I think, but it's going to happen for New South Wales before it happens for Victoria, yeah. unfortunately, yeah. Um, for you. Um, yeah. But it's like just open it up already. I mean, they've opened it up to regional New South Wales. So if you live in the Blue Mountains <clears throat> and you haven't been into Sydney for the last 14 days, you can go in. Same with Newcastle, same with the Central Coast. But if you're in, you know, so, and they say they're not going to open until New South Wales and Victoria until at least December the 1st. So they're just, oh, they're just hanging on. Mm. I mean, I, I think, and New South Wales is thinking about opening up to Victoria. So those, I, I think it's all going to happen pretty soon. Wow. Um, I, I think it's just going to be a bit of political shuffling and, you know, arm flexing and, you know, all that sort of carry on. So, yeah, yeah it's a bit boring. Yeah. It's, it is a bit boring. It's, it's, it's a bit, you know, We're talking a bit about over. politics. I know you're dying to talk about this. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Give it to us. Give it to us. <laughs> yes. So the U.S. election. Um, yeah. My uh, my brother, who just he's my younger brother, he just stirs me up. He he t- he messaged me this morning, and he's like he's like ready for another Trump win. LOL. <laughs> <clears throat> and you know, I, it's 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 interesting what's happening. I, I watched the Comey rule, um, which is on Stan, um, and Brendan Gleeson does an extraordinary Donald Trump. He is amazing, and I James Comey. Yeah, James Comey's played by uh, Jeff Daniels, who, who is also wow, incredible. Yeah. It's like a really interesting story. And it's, it's basically about how, you know, the whole email scandal and what, what the FBI did and what they kind of had to do and mm. how that affected it. And then Trump, you know, basically asking for loyalty. And, you know, and I, I think, you know, even though this is re- it's based on a book written by James Comey. So I think you have to take that into consideration when you watch it, that this is his point of view and it makes him look like a complete saint. <clears throat> I have to say it. But which I don't Do really have a problem. It does make him look like a saint. It does. It absolutely does. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. You know, uh, and, and which I don't really have a problem with because up against the um, what do they call them? The the orange menace or the Agent Orange? <laughs> Spike Lee calls them Agent Orange. You know, I, I, you know I, I think some of them are quite derogatory and you know disrespectful. So I'm just going to call them the Orange Maggot. <laughs> um, and it, you know, like essentially, like having no idea of. I guess etiquette or any rules in terms of government relations with FBI and all that kind of stuff. So it was really, but it's a really interesting watch, and it sort of it filled me in a, a little bit on on the detail of of how it all kind of went down. And you know, he's going to say it's a lie, obviously. Um, but anyway, this happens. This happens. 
tomorrow. So this time tomorrow we're going to be watching. Gee. I'm going to be watching. Are you going to pull up your deck chair and have a, have a beer? Or? Well, you know, because I, I did this last time in 2016 and I was depressed for about a week afterwards. It's pretty <laughs> Maybe you should yeah. distract yourself and do something else and come back to it. <laughs> I should, but I'm, I won't. There's you no won't, way. Yeah. I, I won't You're going to make an event of it. Hey, why don't you do the whole street thing, set up the street, have a bit of a street festival. Do what if there's do some, some Trumpers baking, in the whole... make some scones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Freedom scones. Yeah. Well, I think it's um, it's interesting because everyone's going. Oh, I remember what happened last time. But it's it's kind of like it's kind of like if you play a football team and there's like a new player who's young and you haven't worked them out. I think they've kind of worked them out this time. Yes, and, they and, know and his the moves. Is, well, he's he's losing the seniors. He's losing a lot of key Republicans. He's losing women. He may have picked up some Latinos. I don't know how. Did he always have the woman? No, no, but he's like, you right. know, but well, yes. I mean, you go to the rallies, that there's, there's, there's always them there, you know. Right. Um, yeah. But I think like the margins, even with the margins of error, you know, it, it's, it's going to be, <clears throat> no matter what the polls look like, I think people were really looking for a change last time, whereas this time they might be look, really looking for a change, you know. So, <laughs> change you know, us it, out. Tap <laughs> out. Look, I just hope because he's he's trying to take on the Supreme Court, say, and he's trying to stop postal ballots because he yeah. thinks they're corrupt. Yeah. He thinks they're they're you know, which is which is it's just his whole mandate of saying he thinks this is corrupt and think this where that's exactly how we got elected. Exactly, you know, it's exactly how we got elected. Was and you know the thing that Comey rule makes very clear is that you know you know the their relationships with Russia are, are solid. You know that they were there, right. and he kind of don't really they kind of don't really denied in a way or they try and justify it and 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 the, the fact that he didn't get indicted and all that was basically because you know william barr you know who's the um was is he the the um treasurer the, no not the treasurer no, 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 um Justice, the, uh, the chief general yeah you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and so he um yeah attorney general since like 2019 he basically <laughs> you know just Read the report, the Mueller report, and only and only sort of gave out a few details. So oh. you know he, he he's completely like so Barr he concealed is com- the information. Of course he did. Of course he did because yeah. he's one of Trump's men, and that's what he's done. Trump's put all his own people in there. Of like course. he's totally put his own people in there, and now Trump's trying to tr- trying to get the Attorney General to to lock up Biden because of his son. Like he, he's really desperate at the moment, yeah. um, and and the whole thing about stopping the votes is desperate. And the Supreme Court actually. I think it was the Pennsylvania um, said, look, no, uh, votes are a, a you're, we're going to count the votes <clears throat> even three days after the election, which, you know, th- that's already pre-approved. They do that. Like postal votes come in three or four days and, and they count those. And yeah. he's trying to stop it because he thinks it could be corruption. And it's just a, it's just more of his complete lies and <laughs> essentially saying something, you know, like, um, I don't know, like the Democrats made all toothpaste blue. Like, you know, that, <laughs> that's the kind of shit that he'll say. Yeah, yeah. And, and he'll just, just it. And, but, but the thing is that the really thing I find really hard to understand is people believe him. Mm. They believe him even now. But it's obviously that less people are believing him than in the past. So, yeah, I think so. Like, so what do you reckon? I, I, what do you think is going to happen? Well, I, I, I think I think we're going to be at the edge of our seats for a while. But I think if um, if, if Biden wins a couple of key states, and it's looking like he may, I mean, Georgia's wavering, Texas is wavering. You know, things like if he can win Pennsylvania, Florida, Wisconsin, those big states, um, you know, it, it could be it could be a bit of a bloodbath. Like it could be a bit of a landslide. And I hope it is because I, I don't. I, I hope for the American people, for everyone, that he just gets completely 
given the ass like straight away and there's no recourse there's no waiting for postal ballots um i i just hope that hope we know clearly at the end of tomorrow yeah. And we don't have to wait for the postal votes. Because so, I think uh, hopefully Biden's going to clearly win and then when the postal votes come in, he's going to win bigger. Mm. Mm. I, I think that's what's going to happen. And, and I, you know, it's just like... So, so here, man, here's my question. I've got yeah. two, two questions. <clears throat> what will happen if Trump wins? Oh, man, I, I'm going to unfriend America on Facebook. <laughs> what will Fuck happen them. to America? If he wins, in your opinion, how do you see that playing out? It's just going to be like four years of more division, you know, and and because that's what he's trying to do and divisive and, you know, he's obviously trying to rile up China um, because I think that maybe that's what the Russians want. I mean, he's you know, it's it's very clear his connections to Russia Mm. and how Russia wanted him in there, Mm. Um, you know, and, and all the... And and this TV show touched on some of the dirt that they had on Trump, you know, right, yeah. Um, yeah, just the way he talks, and you know, like even even about Fauci, and they were going lock up Fauci, lock him up, lock him up, you know, or fire Fauci. Well, that was one of his rallies. He goes, you know, you know, goes, who knows? I may, I may, you may have to wait a few more days before I, you know. And he's the, the, the head of infectious diseases. He keeps saying he's wrong, and that that where you know he keeps saying we're turning a corner. Where's the, the coronavirus rates? Again, so worse, yeah. So you know, it's just it, it's just beyond belief that people still support this guy yeah. because he just makes. I don't think he is capable of telling any truth. Yeah. Like, I'd love I'd love to hear him speak like just really humble. Candidly, and, and, yeah. He's actually physically and mentally incapable of that. Mm-hmm. It just it blows me away that people can't see that. Yeah. And I, I, I think such is their. You know, and this is this is with the states that he's grown is the is the real hate of the Democrats and some people, regardless of, you know, I mean, they they could put think, Ted. Do you think people? Ted Bundy, and that's still fight. You know, so still true. Fight, yeah, as long as Democrat. But do you think people can't see it because he's playing the role? He's playing what? a role of something because surely someone of that caliber can't be the president of the United States. Yeah, well, you know, and and I think it also alludes to the fact, and you know, I I don't want to be disparaging against the intelligence of the people of America, but obviously there's a huge portion of the population that is just fucking stupid mm. if they really believe this guy. And you know, like you see, and I try not to read Twitter, but you think Twitter he goes, you know, um, Biden doesn't care, you know, Trump only cares about the welfare of his people. He doesn't. Mm. He's a narcissist. Go and look up narcissist in the dictionary. Yeah, exactly. He yeah. only cares about himself. And there was a great line in this show. You know, he goes, you know, um, Trump does things for three reasons: spite, spite, and spite. <laughs> and that, that was a quote from this guy. Wow. And you know, and it's it's just it, it just it amazes me that they they can't see this. And yeah. and I, I've, I'm yet to watch the new Borat film, but I know there's a little scene in the trailer, you know, like is it something about what's worth the devil or a Democrat or and they go Democrats and, and you know the hatred of Democrats is so you know and it's <clears throat> the, the the really dangerous thing like on a serious note is that there's a there's a lot of like armed they don't call themselves militia, they call themselves groups that are trying oh, this to this is the Trump supporters or that they want peace. But these guys have got two or three thousand members. And Trump would love nothing more than to create a like a war and this outbreak. And he, you know, he keeps going on about the, the left wing protesters and the rioters and the looters, but he is basically encouraging, he's done it with the with with the um the white supremacists, and he he doesn't 
he, he doesn't um, condone violence. You know, like he, he doesn't come out and, and say, like, you know, you shouldn't go and be violent. You know, no, he, he actually not condones. Tell not to. But have you seen his supporters? Like I saw on TV last week. This, they were interviewing this guy who's got a car that has guns attached to it if Trump loses. And the yeah. dude was like, well, so what are you actually going to do? And he said, well, we're going we're gonna to make it clear that, you know, Trump should be running this country. It's like, what, so you're going to go kill people because they voted for Trump? <laughs> it's, it's, mm. it's just, I mean, sorry, that they didn't vote for Trump. It's just, mm. it is insane it is such insanity that these it's too bad that the states isn't like a train and they can like just sort of just randomly unhook a few states and just let them go have you seen snowpiercer yes i have yeah. a friend of mine's in it <laughs> oh right a friend of mine aaron glenane he plays the last australian oh right i started to watch i haven't i've watched probably about six or seven episodes and, and the th- one of my favorite parts about it, I, I text him i said he got the line i feel like a right wanker into the script, I said, "I'm sure they have no idea what that means." <laughs> and he actually got that into one of the one of the episodes. That's so. awesome! I love it. Yeah, so maybe maybe if it was a, a snowpiercer train. Well, I've already got my tweet ready to go. What is it? Are we allowed a to picture? preview? Yeah, ding dong, the witch is dead. <laughs> okay, so here's my other question. So that was a question of what would happen if he wins, right? Mm. What will happen if he doesn't win? He is going to fight. He's like, you know, like like people, if you really back into a corner and they'll just fight and yep. they'll fight and they'll fight, yep. he will fight. He mm. won't go He won't go quietly. Um, he will say it's all rigged. He'll probably want people to um, rise up. He'll, he'll, he'll incite violence. Mm. Um, he'll get people to – he'll do anything he can to stay in there and then he'll get arrested and probably go to jail. Yeah, because that was my because, next question. Where will he be in five years' time? In prison. Yeah. He'll be in prison in yeah, five years' time. I reckon too. And if he's not, there's something seriously wrong because, you know, prison he won't dead, have – I reckon. Well, yeah, well, he, he won't have the, the Attorney General like wrapped around his finger like, like he does at the moment. Mm. And everything that's gone on that they've blocked. And so, well, he could look, do, though. He could still have him wrapped around his finger. But, but, Just because but, he's not my, a leader doesn't mean he's not well, still yeah. not going to manipulate. But, no, no, he, he will. But my wish is that it is a, a like a complete landslide <laughs> and that – um, the Democrats control the House and the Senate. They need the Senate. Mm-hmm. Then, then shit can happen, and yeah. he, he'll he'll go down in a screaming heap. And you know, and I think the major difference because people are looking back what happened last time. Hillary was universally uh, universally unliked, and mm. you know, as much as a lot of the Republicans couldn't really, they were scared about Trump. They were scared about what he could do, but they really they there was you know that they definitely didn't want Clinton, and they couldn't exactly. see. They, they couldn't be seen to be supporting Clinton. That's probably yeah. the main thing. Yeah. Whereas now, everybody's seen what Trump does. Yeah. So a lot of Republicans have got no problem condemning him. And also Biden is like, remember Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? Humans were described as mostly harmless. Right. Biden is mostly harmless to the Republican Party. Yeah. You know, I, I think I think they're going to really fight to keep the Senate. Mm. And I think if they lose the Senate, that's going to be a massive blow to them. But if Biden gets in, it's no big deal. They'll regroup and that they'll, they'll you know, hopefully if they if they keep the Senate, then they'll stop Biden from doing anything like they did with Obama. So they'll do that and then they'll be able to, um, you know, come back stronger next time. Yeah. Um, 
but you know, there's a lot of Republicans who who were like who who are voting for for Biden this time because they they just know that for the good of the country, they'll put their politics aside that he has to go mm. and he's got to go. And this is that says a lot for a for an American to do that. Put politics yeah. aside for the good of the country. It's a drilled into them that you are either Republican or de- Democrat. You don't Republican or yeah. Democrat. You don't you don't sway from that. Yeah. So if and people like are if swaying, it, then there's this, this, there's already a massive shift. Yeah. If he does get in, I'm going to bed for about four days. So. <laughs> no podcast next week. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. How how intense. And thank yes. you for being our US correspondent. I yes, know nothing yeah. about politics, so I'm really happy to join us. I've been watching it every time, and, and I know that, um, like, when Hillary went into the, I think, last election, coming to election day, she was, I was about 4.3 or 3.5. But remember, about 10 days out from the election, the, the FBI reopened her, her, her case. Yes. <laughs> Quite they found, Well, no, it was because they found more evidence, and they, right. they have to. They had to, and they, and they had to try and remain partial. Right. And then three days before the election, they said they found nothing. Mm. So, but the damage had already been done. Right. Yeah. Biden's had nothing hanging over him. Just Trump's going on about his son, which is just baseless. And people, yeah. and he throws all sorts of shit at him. He's tried to do all sorts of things. And he's been upfront but, about it anyway. Agree to it and acknowledge it as truth. And then yeah. it's not a sore point, is it? No, and and at least um and you know Biden was up by up to like ten points after that horrendous first debate, and now they've come back to around six. He's about six point seven, which is you know that that that's a pretty good lead, and it's a lot more than what um uh, Clinton was up by. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's an average. You know, you have got some right leaning um polls, even they are still picking Biden. So, right. you know, I, I I just hope that we're in. It's, it doesn't hang and we don't have to go through that kind of crap because if oh, it gets God. into a shit fight, yeah. then I think that's a dangerous situation for everyone if he's in a shit fight. Mm-hmm. If it's clear and concise and he just gets rolled, then I, that's that, that's. An easy way. I think everyone's going to be hoping for that outfit. You know, everyone who doesn't support Trump is going to be hoping for that. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so hopefully we'll get to speak next week. Yes. In the meantime, keep- <laughs> you might be under your duvet and or your doona. Yes. Yeah, enjoy enjoy the city. I know Ligon Street's been pretty busy lately, so oh, yeah. always a good place to go for a, for a delicious pasta. Or I might go for a stroll Italian. along. Now I'm heading into the city now to see a friend I haven't seen for a while. So this, this is what I'm loving about the freedoms is actually yes. you know, I'm starting to reconnect with people and yes. for a lot of people. And, you know, I'm speaking to all of you out there who have, you know, been experiencing a deep sense of loneliness across this time. Mm-hmm. You know, I've, I've never known loneliness. I've always been a very, very independent person, always wanted to be alone. And I've experienced extreme loneliness. It's insane. And, um, you know, that is the one thing that I'm really focused on now is is making sure that that doesn't happen again and that, you know, mm. communities of people can be there to support each other. And, mm. you know, I'm quite passionate about that now and understanding awesome. what that really feels like. So, yeah, th- those are the good things. Go, and, go out and enjoy those small moments with people. Enjoy those connections, those random connections with people that you just pass in the street spontaneously. Those are the things that bring joy and connection to communities, mm. right? Yeah. So, yeah. Get out and enjoy people. Indeed, mm. indeed. Until right. next week. Until next week. Uh, good luck tomorrow. Yeah, I, I do. I will be thinking of you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's like it's your election. <laughs> and for all of all you right. out there, uh, stay cool, stay calm, and uh, collected, of course. Yeah. Okay. Enjoy. We'll be back again next week for another edition of Yee Yee Na. What? Stay safe. See you. Yee Yee Na. What?